the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and the man. As you may know that we, we read the first chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke throughout the four weeks of the month of Kiyak, the four Sundays that precede the, our celebration of the Nativity Feast or the Advent Feast. So, this Sunday, we listen to the passage where St. Mary went to visit uh, Elizabeth according to the, the annunciation that she received from the Archangel Gabriel last week that the Archangel Gabriel told her that she's going to conceive and have a baby coming from the Holy Spirit. And on the same message, she was told that Elizabeth is, is also pregnant. So, we, this, this gospel, this passage opens by telling that she quickly, she quickly responded to that message that Elizabeth is pregnant and she went to serve she went to serve her. Even though they are saying the trip, it's a very, very tough trip from where St. Mary was to, to where Elizabeth was. And I, I, I'm not going to, to elaborate, elaborate a lot on, on this because I, I spoke about that the last Saturday. How service for her was something innate, something very natural. She went to serve, even though she's pregnant, even though she has an annunciation, she has a good news of being pregnant by the Son of God, the Savior of the world. But she went to serve. And then she started to deal with the new reality of being the mother of God. And as soon as she met with Elizabeth, she started, and it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, and the, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, it was a very interesting meeting, a meeting where the Holy Spirit moved the babies, moved the, the women, the, 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 the two moms. The babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Again, I mean, for St. Mary to hear that this, I mean, it's something new to her to listen that she is blessed among all women and, and that the, the, the fruit is, which is coming from her womb it's going to be a blessing for the whole world. Again, something very uh, interesting to her. Something very new. I mean, Elizabeth didn't know except by the Holy Spirit. So when, when St. Mary went there, she wasn't expecting that Elizabeth would know, would know anything about the vision or the message or the annunciation she received from the Archangel Gabriel. But then she listened to these words and at the end of the, what, what uh, Elizabeth said, then she said, she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Um, 
And then later on she said, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of, of those things which were told, from, told her from the Lord. So the new reality is that St. Mary is the mother of God. And that's how we view her, the mother of God. And that's why even her icon, the, the, the right icon, the icon is a message, a teaching. And so the right icon is always depicted, St. Mary is depicted with, with her son, with Jesus Christ. With, she's the mother of God. So the God who came, who became incarnate from her, should be depicted on the same icon as well. That's the, an orthodox uh, uh, icon. And the, 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 all the orthodox churches, they, when, when they, they paint or draw the, an icon for, for St. Mary, that Jesus should be present in it. So again, we view her and venerate her as the mother of God. And we always we, we say in the praises that God looked from heaven and he found no one like her. That's why he sent his son to become incarnate from her. That's a, a quick introduction of who St. Mary is. But I don't want to speak of her without what this has to do to us or with us. And from St. Mary, Jesus Christ came to this world as God incarnate. He was in her physically, bodily. Yes, that is true. But isn't he in each and every one of us? He is. He is. I'm going to speak of four verses where it is mentioned that Christ is in you. Christ in you. If St. Mary is venerated because she, because she was the one chosen that God would, would become incarnate from her bodily, physically, but we all as Christians, we are united with Christ. Uh, someone was speaking and meditating on the idea of in Christ, in Christ, and it is very uh, men frequently mentioned in the, the epistles of St. Paul, especially St. Paul, it's written in other places, but especially in the epistles of St. Paul, and, and more specifically in the epistle of, of the Ephesians. And the, the, the speaker who was meditating on, on this concept, this notion of in Christ, he said, St. Paul was fascinated by this idea because one thing, because of one thing. He had an experience. When he met, when he was persecuting Christians and taking Christians to execute them on his way to Damascus, and then Jesus appeared to him and, and, and told him, why are you persecuting me? In that, in, in the, 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 the way the, the gospel or the, the Bible is, is, is talking about this incident, he said that he was surrounded by the light of God. So he saw himself as a little dot, a very little dot, a li very little spot, inside, overwhelmed, surrounded, completely surrounded, by the, the glory of God, by the light of God. And then he felt that he would gain his I mean, he would be very little if he would be against God. He, he, cannot, he cannot stand against God. However, 
if he gets united and this God is, is calling him to be united with him, then his identity, his meaning of life, his mission, his mission in this life is to be in Christ. That's why, again, if, if St. Mary bore uh, Jesus Christ on her womb, Christ is in, each, in, is in each and every one of us. And what does that mean? Uh, again, as I told you, we're going to take four verses, and all of them from St. Paul, about Christ who is in you. The first one, he was speaking to the Galatians, and he said, My little children for whom I labor, in birth again until Christ is formed in you. So he depicted himself as a mother who went in labor to deliver a child. But it's not a, a physical delivery, but it is a spiritual one. And he felt that his mission, his preaching, his work as an apostle, as a Christian who wants to share the gospel with each and every one, is to make Christ forming or formed in everyone. The, the work of every ministry in the church should be aiming to one thing. The one thing is that Christ would be in every Christian. We have the name, but we should have the person. We have the name of Christian, which is which is related to Christ. But sometimes we have the name without the power. We have the name, but we don't have the life. We have the name, but we are not in Him. So every, and, and, and there is few of the, the servants here, every service, every servant, every minister, every ministry in the church should be aiming toward making people to be in Christ. And Christ would be formed in them and seen in them. That's why, as we, we repeatedly saying that Christianity is not about ethics. It's not an ethical code. Definitely it implies very, very transcendent ethics, very, I mean, excellent ethics, but it's not all about that. It's about being in Christ, and because Christ is perfect, we reflect His perfection in our lives, in ethical conduct. But not the ethical conduct is the aim of Christianity. The aim of Christianity that we be in Christ. So every ministry, for St. Paul, if we interview them and we ask him, why do you do what you are doing? Why, why are you suffering what you are suffering? He would say for one thing, that Christ would be in everyone I meet with. And hopefully Christ is in us, and we want everyone to know this Christ to be in him as well. In Second Corinthians chapter 13, he says, Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. That's a self-examination that we need to do every day. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Do you not know, I'll say it again, do you not know yourselves that Jesus, that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, indeed, you are disqualified. 
you are disqualified to be Christians. If you are not in Christ and He is not in you, you are disqualified. You are disqualified. So, you need to examine yourself how much Christ is in you every day. It's not how much did I lie. You know, as I always say, the, the introduction of every confession, the natural things, uh, lying, swearing, cursing, sin is always something that, that is not, that's not natural to our lives. Actually, what is natural that we are partaker of the divine nature. This is a new creation. This is a new nature we need to partake in. That's why we need to ask ourselves, not how much did I lie. I'm not saying we, we should ask ourselves those questions, but not because we want to reduce the number of lies we are lying. To reduce the number of, of curse words we might be using. It's not about that. It's about how much my life is in Christ. How much our lives is in Christ. So, the, the second thing, so the first this is the, the aim of each ministry. Number two, this is the way we examine ourselves. This is the criteria. This is the measurement. This is the measuring stick by which I measure myself, how much I am in Christ. The third one in Romans 8, verse 10. He said, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. If you are in Christ, the body and again, the body is not the flesh, it's not the, 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 the body itself. Because we, don't, we are not against the, our bodies. We don't hate our bodies. Actually, we have the bodies of saints. We have the relics of the saints in the church. And we've been raised them so much. We are not against the body, the flesh, the, 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 this physical body. But we, we are, when he, he talks about the body, he talks about sin that might be using the body. So, and if Christ in you, the body is dead because of sin. If Christ is in you, then you are not driven by your lustful desires, by your worldly desires, but you are driven by the Holy Spirit. So, you are not, the body is dead because of sin. Because of sin, because sin might be using your body, you, you consider your, your body is dead. But who is alive is your spirit. But the spirit, and actually the, here the spirit is not just your spirit, the spirit of God which is in you as well, which unites unite you to Christ. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. So, and, and it's not zero one. It's not whether I am in Christ or not. But it's a process. It's a lifetime process. So the more you are in Christ, the more you have a personal relationship with Christ, the more you are united with Him, the more you are, you are obeying Him, the, the more you are focusing your eyes on Him, the more you are not a worldly person, the more you are a spiritual person. You are someone who is led by the Holy Spirit. The more that Christ is seen in your life. So... The third notion he ties to the idea of, of in Christ, that if we are in Christ, we shouldn't be worldly people. We shouldn't be like anyone else. We should be his people, his children. 
The, the fourth one. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory. He talks about the Gentile. He talks about God's, God's uh, plan who revealed himself to a certain nation, the, Israel, the, the nation of Israel. And he put, gave them the, his law, his prophecies, from whom came the Savior, Jesus Christ. But he didn't come for only the Israelites, but he came for the whole world. So now he is trying to tell them the plan is unfolding to be extended to the whole world, including the Gentiles, not just the Jews or the Israelites. So he said to them, to the Gentiles, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. The mystery that even the Gentiles are called to be Christians or to know Christ. What is this mystery? Which is Christ in you. Christ in you. This is the mystery. Christ can be in you. As much as he came and was, was in the womb of St. Mary, he can be in you. And if the, the disobedience of Adam and Eve made us separated from God, the obedience of, of St. Mary made her to accept Christ in her womb. Many of the church fathers spoke about that, especially St. Irenaeus, one of the, the early fathers who emphasized a lot the idea that, he, that the, the, if, if Christ is the second Adam who reversed the disobedient act, acts of, of the first Adam, as well, Eve, St. Mary is the second Eve which reversed the, the disobedient actions or acts of, of the first Eve. So Christ is in you. So the mystery is that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. The hope of that we're going to have glory, heavenly glory in, 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 eternal, in the eternal life, in the kingdom of God, is that we are, have Christ in us. What qualifies us? We always ask, okay, will I be accepted in heaven? It's a big question. And, and many of the people who met with Christ said, what should I do to inherit the, the eternal life? And if we ask the same question, the answer would be, if you are in Christ, definitely you will be there automatically. Because if Christ is standing before his Father, he will be accepted. And if you are in him, then we are accepted. So what we should do is not, it's not, it's not that we're going to stand before God and he's going to, Make a list and, and, and spreadsheet, an Excel sheet saying, okay, here is the, the bad things, here are the good things, we'll give this one point, this is a big one, so these three points. He is not going to do that. We, have, we don't have that idea. But the idea is, how much are you in Christ? How much are you in Christ? And this is what gives us a hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Four things. One, every ministry... And every work of the church should be aiming to have Christ in Christians. Two, that we need to examine ourselves how much Christ is in you. Number three, if Christ is in us, the body is dead and the spirit is, is alive. And number four, being in Christ, this is what gives us the hope of glory and eternal life. And glory be to God forever. Can you see him walking on